Good evening, lads. How are we? Good. Josh? Yeah. How are you, Rusty? Hey, look at you go. I'm you got, learning. You learnt about putting names into the beginning of podcasts. Well done. Well done. I am good, Josh. How has your couple of weeks been? Busy. Yeah, has Very been. busy. Christmas, New Year's, all that sort of gear has been wrapped up recently. It's good. It's good. They're finished now. They're done. They're finished. Done They're dusted. done. We have a special guest with us tonight. We do. Yeah. But I'm sure people would have seen him. He's uh, kind of visible in the shot. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, learning, yeah. learning about framing shots. Uh, Josh, would you like to introduce our guest considering you sit next to him a couple of days a week? I would. This is um, Rahul. Rahul works with us. It's actually quite a good story how Rahul got to work with us, but I'm sure we'll cover we'll, that soon. We'll, we'll get into that, yeah. Rahul is um, one of the editors here, does a bit of everything. He's been responsible for a whole heap of our content that we put out recently. Is he's How do you feel about that, Rahul? I love it. I honestly <laughs> love it. And uh, we put out the most wackiest piece of content sometimes, and I love being a part of it. Well, speaking of which, you've just edited one of the hero videos for one of the clients, and, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the first time you've done one of the big ones. How's that made you feel? Uh, to be honest, this is the best hero video I could have it. Yep. I've had like, the first one. It's a lot of memes. Could not have asked for into, into the microphone. Into the microphone. There you go. That's it. Uh, cool. Yeah. No. As if as the first piece of content to be a hero content for me, mm-hmm. uh, could never could not have asked for something better. Yeah. Right. It is yeah. literally all of you throwing like Nerf guns at each, <laughs> you know, Nerf darts at each other, and like just having a full on battle. So, it is. It yeah. is. It was oh. good fun. That one. Very good. Well, I can't wait any longer. It's time to bring out the agenda. It is. I'm uh, surprised we made it this long. I think this is the longest we've got in without gin. I think you're right. I think you're right. But we had a guest to introduce, so we do that. Now, tonight's gin, I thought, might bring up a, a quick topic of uh, conversation, but this is from Old Young's, the Juniper Society. We're part of the Juniper Society, and we'll talk about what that is in a moment. But this is uh, a, a gin that is a has a monkey on the bottle. Oh, nice. Yes. With Sakura yes. Gin, House of the Rising Plum, if you like that. That's good. And then we have some local mischief brew tonic. So we're passing you tonic. Oh, that was very that was, loud. That was very good. That was, that was very loud. Uh, throw that with a glass. Oh, all uh, the slides. And there you go. So uh, help yourself in with local uh, local tonic brewery. Um, is that the brewery? Yeah, they do brew tonic water. So the reason I talk about this, uh, this particular gin, we said we're members of the Juniper Society. And so that is this particular brand, Young Olds, Old Youngs, Old Youngs. Uh, their, I guess their club, their their subscription club. And unlike some some uh, subscriptions for gin, which we have multiple, uh, who send us a different bottle from different uh, gin distilleries, or send them different, send us different ones of their gin. These guys actually make. Uh, an entire batch of gin. Is that the word, batch? Uh, I reckon it would be. Let's go with batch of gin for their subscribers. Yeah. And it's only available on their subscription. You can't can't go to them and buy this. You have to subscribe to be able to get it. You've got that level of exclusivity. And every time it comes out with a new label, the bottles are the same and and the label sort of follows the same theme. But they do this full write-up on it and, and it's a pretty... Pretty amazing sort of setup. Mm. We actually now get two bottles of each one because yes. they have been so so reliable. But yeah, you, know, you might. The problem is you fall in love with one, and then you're like, "That's that." Oh. I was going to say that is sort of the one downside to that is you get one, and you're like, "Oh mm. wow, that was amazing," and you're like, "I can't it's get gone. this anymore. It's gone." <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you can actually jump on and buy like an extra couple of bottles of the latest one, but you've got to you've got to have to that pretty quick um, because they make the amount to the amount of subs they have. Right. Yeah. So they, do they notify you we're going to release a new batch for our subscribers in a month or so? You, or? Your first of first of the month, generally you 
charge on the credit card and there's a tracking number on the email and uh, and it's on its way so it's uh, it's a it's a surprise it's exciting but i love that i love that level of i mean uh, a premium level of exclusiveness like you this is the only way you can do it it's really smart marketing i think you know that subscription model mm. uh where you'll get something that no one else can get access to sort of jumping on that the whole fomo thing of that fear of mm. missing out is someone has it and you're like oh but i want to get that one it's like well you got to sign up and you'll get the next month's one yeah yeah it's good and prohibition do this a little bit we're big fans of prohibition they do it a touch but um they don't necessarily uh they they do small tweaks and stuff, but then they always, almost always, make it available for um for the public sale. These yep. guys, yeah, there's no, there's no other way to get these. So. Yeah, sure. where are they based on? WA. These guys, WA, Perth. Nice. When I went there last last year, now I get to say that Ooh. when I went there last year, I went there and signed up. So. Notice there is um there is a whole stack of Australian distilleries popping up. Oh yeah, just across the place. It's ridiculous. Everywhere. Mm, anyway. Also, might be the. Follow gin a lot more now. Yeah, you're paying a lot more attention to it. I think that's yeah. probably it because there was a lot popping up all the time. How is your gin, gentlemen? It is delicious. It is very delicious. That's actually a good I've, combination. I've had this one before yep. with this combination. And, oh, really? Yep. With this combo? I have. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Nailed it. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's a different tonic water or what, but generally tonic waters are very like sour and bitter at least. Oh, okay. This, yeah. is, this is right. Oh, it's in the this sweet has spot. What tonic waters have you been drinking? This I don't one know, has, man. This one has grapefruit. I got told today tonic waters uh, glow under a black light. Anyway, that's just something I got told today. Interesting. I, one way I'm to not, find out. Yeah, get a black light. Just we don't have one, I don't think. So uh, we'll, no. we'll get one. Put that on. Give on me there. one second. Amazon, <laughs> please. Very good. Now uh, we need to get into a, a little bit about your history. That's why we do some of this. Um, where you came from and where um, your interest in video came from or creating and that sort of gets out. Tell us a little bit of little bit of background up until the point we actually met a bit over a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's 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 uh, tricky to like curate this to the audience as well, I guess, in a way. So if this video production and video editing kind of space, mm-hmm. I had no nothing to do with it for the last twenty. Five years. I'm 20, 28 now. For twenty five years, I had nothing to do with it. No, to nothing be at all. Did you did you grow up with a camera at all? Did you take no. photos? Did you? No. Oh no, none of those like romantic oh, wow. uh, cinema uh, like cinematographer stories that oh I okay. had a, yeah. like an old camera. My dad passed it. None of that. None of that. I, so I'm from India. Uh, I was born in Delhi, um, mm-hmm. and I had a very standard Indian kind of upbringing for most of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so no cameras. It was all just I'm gonna grow up to be either a scientist. My mom really wanted a doctor in the house. Yep. I was the only kid to put a little bit of pressure. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I studied, I did sciences. I came here back in 2012. Mm-hmm. So I studied, I, I did a bachelor's degree in sciences. Yep. Finished it, but I soon realized it's it's not me. It's it's never, never been me. It was just something I was doing for my parents and mm. I just didn't that, want to. They were paying the bills, so you kind of had to. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, mm-hmm. like I was surviving off of them, um, uh, and that was still the first of, for the bachelor's degree. And then I did masters to kind of stick around over here because just to um, make sure you really didn't like it. Just, yeah, just, sometimes <laughs> you got to push yourself over the edge. Apparently, <laughs> I got the degree, and I'm, I'm not sure I like it. But I want to make sure I don't like it. Yeah, no, I wasn't. Just, I wasn't sure if I'm smart or not. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, before no, I like, turns out you're smart. Yeah, but like that makes me feel really dumb for doing yeah. nothing. <laughs> you and me both, Josh. You and me both. 
<laughs> honestly, like I, 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 I know nothing about what, what, what I studied. I, I, did, I did a few exams <laughs> and I just, I worked in, oh, I went, I worked in a bank after that. Okay. And then right. that's when I really realized I do not want to be doing this. Yeah. Career. Right. Yeah. Cause you see a bunch of other people who, who've been working there for 30 years, hating their lives. Mm. And well, I think that's a lot of, to, to bring it back to a lot of our audience who, uh, you know, a lot of guys who are into running their own business and stuff often have that same similar story where they're, they're doing something and they're just hating what they're doing and they, they mm. want to have more, uh, more freedom. So I think, I think people can relate to that. They may take different directions, but they can relate to that. Many people can don't enjoy what they do. Yeah. And that's also, yeah. I think it's also following, your passion, but also having a level of control. I guess when you get yeah. to a system, you follow follow a system from from all the way from high school all the way until yeah. you're like retired. You don't really have any kind of impact on the output. You're just a small cog in the whole, whole system. Yeah. So I finished. Uh, I, I worked in a bank for a little bit, and I was around the time COVID and everything hit, okay. and I was working from home a lot. Yep. Um, so there was a lot of free time available after work. Uh, <laughs> yep. Put that qualifier in after work. <laughs> after work, not during. Like I didn't. Of I course. Did, did not go to Handorf to record blogs or anything. No, yep. not during work. Uh, I totally believe you. Yeah, hundred percent. I did move the mouse a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put the mouse on the Roomba. Yeah, yeah. yeah good. <laughs> Should have invested in a Roomba. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, uh, and I, I, I think uh, this is around the time of. I started like exploring um, a little bit about storytelling, videography, mm -hmm. cinematography, and I guess one of the biggest influence was Casey. And I know you guys will beat me to death about mm -hmm. having a skateboard, which <laughs> is right off of him. <laughs> Casey Neistat is who we're talking about, and yeah. the godfather of YouTube vlogs. I yes, think he's often yes. referred to. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah he uh, he randomly popped up on my my youtube channel like, yep. until then it was all, all just like tech videos from mkbhd perhaps or yes. um just old school i don't know if you guys know ryan higa niga higa he used to be like a very big youtuber he used to just do no, skits i know the name but i don't i, don't, I couldn't couldn't pick who that was yeah, okay. yeah so he's, he's a pro he had like about 10 million before he yeah. kind of stopped making uh 10 million subscribers that is before he started oh, yeah making. me too yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's just kind of like is that in the forgotten channel mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the other channel. One of the Impact Dynamic channels we had to close down. <laughs> <laughs> One uh, of them. Yeah, so I found Casey's videos and there was something that was just very um, like appealing to me. Uh, it, was, um, it wasn't just like, because if you look at Casey's videos, it's not about, it's not a cinematic story. It's not a cinematic sequence. It's, it's, it's about conveying a point, but in the most interesting way possible. Mm -hmm. yep. And, and he does it in a, in a structure, which he has in his head, which communicate comes out really well. And I thought that was very appealing to me. Mm. And that kind of kicked me on to, I guess the other people we all lo love and follow Peter McKinnon, uh, Matty Apoya, Jess, uh, Jesse Driftwood. There's so many of them to follow from there. And when you subscribe to these people, you realize one thing that, Okay, you're kind of learning from the best in the business. Yes. And it's kind of like education in a way. I was enjoying education for the first time. Ah, uh, yeah. It's a, a big contrast to uh, to the world you grew up in, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was, yeah, and that kind of, that was enough a sign for me to be like, okay, this is what I enjoy doing. This mm -hmm. is a means of expression. It's a means of, I can make this into a job somehow. Yep. Uh, and uh, all I have to do is be really good at something. And I just put the time in. So what, what, wait, tell us about like first picking up a camera. Do you, do you remember that? Do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
very clearly. And it's not, not a clearly. camera that you guys might think it was. It was a GoPro. Yeah. It was just like a DJI action. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I got it on like I got it for one ninety nine because it was like eighty percent off for some reason from JB Hi Fi. Because <laughs> they're about to launch a new one. That's yep. why it was yeah. so cheap. Yeah, the best time to get them. Exactly mm. right. And like I, I think we're all we all have the new DJI action because of that same deal, right? Well, I think it's the old one now, but yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. it's new in my head. <laughs> it's, it's new to us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I picked that up um, without any thought and like knowledge about what. Like anything in camera terms is, I didn't know what aperture was. I don't know what app stuff was, any of that. I just picked it up. Running GoPro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Makes life easy. Yeah. yeah. Stabilized okay. all the way. Yep. Yeah. Right. And what did you, do you remember what you filmed first? Or? Handorf. Handorf. Ah, we the, went Handorf. When you were at work. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. Went, the after work. So you went up to Handorf after work? It was a public holiday. What are you talking about? <laughs> of course it was. And you you just put on your best Casey. I, I admire Casey's. And I don't want this to become like a whole, like, well, this, is a, this is a true dedication to Casey Neistat. And, and here are my tattoos now. Um, no, but like- um, Do more. Anyway, uh, carry on. Casey's uh, videos are appealing because he's so confident about making the video. Yes. You know, like he has something to tell and he does not care about anything that's happening in the background. Mm. Whereas I, I'm, a, I'm an introverted, like quiet fellow. Like I don't really do things like that in public, but it was a, it was a nice way to like push yourself out of the yep. box. Yep. With the, having the focus of the product is the goal or the story okay. is the goal. Yep. And I try to practice that yeah. for like a year and a half now. Mm. And it's, it's, it's better. Yep. But uh, that's what uh, initially it was just like pointing it at other people. Mm-hmm. And then slowly camera Turning changed. It around. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So w- at what point during this did you, did you apply for a job with us? Because that's, that's how we all met. Yes. So you, you've made a, made a short video in Hardoff. Yes. And how much how much time did you give it to then applying for jobs? Okay. Oh, is right. this where you say a week? <laughs> well, that was the first video and that's what I submitted to you guys. Wait, yes, this is it. Yeah. No, that, that, uh, I think that was at least eight to ten months of okay. like time though before I even like considered mm. it as a like a profession. Potential to yeah. Yep. Any anything in that area. It's just it took me eight, about a year to realize I love doing this to a point that I can I want to make this my life. Yes. Yeah. So I guess where where it comes to you both, I think uh, I was uh, it was a time I was getting tired of my job, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I need to start thinking of alternatives. And what if I made? What if I took that step? Yeah. You know, what if I dedicated it to just mm. following my passion and giving video editing? I don't even know. I don't know what to call it back then. I was like, okay, well, anything in this space? Yeah. You tell me to set up a camera. Something I'll, creative. Something creative. Yeah. Um, I saw I saw your ad come up on Seek, mm-hmm. um, and it was a video editor description from media what I, media assistant, I believe, was the uh, the term we used. Yeah. Because I was don't a even bit, remember was, that one. It was a bit. Uh, we wanted it a little bit vague, um, but broad because we didn't we didn't know what we were trying to hire, and we were like it was for us. There's a flip side now. Uh, is we we had this is the first time we'd advertised on Seek. This is the first time we were like. Because uh, everything else we'd done within the industry we're in, we just knew people and put stuff up on our socials. Mm. So we actually advertised and we didn't quite know what we wanted. We also had no idea what was out there, right? We didn't understand, you know, the people that are out there, the types of people. And so we we thought if we were at it somewhat vague, we also didn't know like how how much we could take on board. We didn't know whether we could go, get someone a couple of days a week or like we had to get someone full-time or something. We end up with two people two days a week each. Yeah, so we kind of threw it out there very, very 
open and it's probably why you sort of, yeah, it was, it was a bit vague but but it was it was covered the points we were trying to cover. Yeah, and I think the vagueness kind of helped me think that, okay, maybe this could be enough. Like yeah, we're, not, we're looking yeah. for someone relatively exactly. entry level. Open invitation. Yeah. I think seeing that ad or like applying for that ad when you guys put it out mm. was almost a point of, okay, even if I had to make that career change, there are jobs out there <laughs> that I could aspire to like, these things exist. Yeah. yeah. Like okay. I didn't know what, I didn't know anything about the industry yeah. back then. And, and it's, it's interesting that you tell me that point of mm. view now that like, cause I remember the first, in, first time I came uh, and had that chat or interview. I don't know what to really call it. We call it an interview. It's an interview. Yeah. We're, we're, it was, it didn't feel like one. It, like no. in the sense that it was, I think it was you two and we, and we were, and we were in the old building. Mm -hmm. um, right. We were just having a chat by the couch and it felt very relaxed. And it was the first time I was talking to like-minded people, mm -hmm. yeah. like you guys knew, you brought up Peter McKinnon and you brought up Mario Pei. I'm like, oh, I can talk to other people <laughs> about this stuff. Wow, more than one person watches this channel, these channels. Yeah. That uh, explains the 5 million subscribers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well also like nobody in my circle. Understand, was, yeah. yeah. Nobody in my circle were, were talk about it. So it, it was like a outlet. Yeah. When I came to interview, it was the last day or so and you had already interviewed the yep. editors you ended up with and uh, I think you had you had we had left it at the at, at the saying that okay we'll get get in touch next week and we'll let you know how you go. Yep. And um, I think I was interviewing for something else at that time, which was more of a job along the same lines of what I was doing before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I heard back from that job, and they were uh, okay for me to proceed, but I really wanted this one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I randomly gave you a call on a Monday. You did. You did call me. Yeah. yeah. What were your thoughts? Like randomly getting a call from this guy you interviewed on a Friday. <laughs> uh, Keen, the not in a bad way. So so pro provide some clarity around around the whole situation. We interviewed about ten or twelve people off, yeah. off memory uh, over a few days, and our interviews, as you say, are, are very different. We're, we're looking for people we want to work with. Mm. Uh, skills will come. Some people have the skills, some people are developing, but it's attitudes, it's it's those things that are much more important because if you can build a really good culture, um, people will get better at, at the skills side of things. But if you have a, a, a bunch of hot shots, yeah. uh, but the culture is horrible, no one wants to go to work, and then you're in a field you love doing a job you hate, which yep. is no better. And yeah. so um, we very much will sit down for an hour and just chat and talk. And then we'll cover some technical stuff and we'll, we'll ask those questions that we need to ask to make sure people are somewhat competent. And, and in those times we found some, some fantastic people too of which are here now as well. And we found you as well. I'm going to say you're not fantastic. That's <laughs> not, not my intention. <laughs> you were the last interview actually for the day. And by this point we, we'd sort of thought, we'd sort of narrowed down um, the guys we were thinking. There was three of them. And then you came along and now there was four of them uh, ish. Right. And we knew and you 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 admitted it. Uh, and it was yeah, you know, it was not. Uh, it was clear. Yeah. Um, that you were very fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. As you said, eight months, ten months or so you've been doing it. Yeah. Super, super passionate, very, very fresh. And I think we, we said to you that, hey, look, if it if it doesn't go anywhere, you have an open invite to come to any of the shoots we do or any just to to hang out, to be involved, if that's going to help you, the 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 attitudes and and all those other um all those other skills were on point. And when you rang me, um, I I kind of we hadn't a hundred percent locked it down what we we're going to do. We had we were pretty close. Mm. We, were, we weren't a hundred percent, and because I didn't want to make a call without Josh and I being on the same page, 
that's when I, I sort of bumped you a little bit. And then you said I've got an offer for a full-time job and I knew I we couldn't put on someone full-time that was very low in experience because that wouldn't actually resolve some of like we'd spend all the time training mm-hmm. and also then doing the work. True. We, we needed a bunch of the work taken off of Josh so he could then develop and some training involved and bits and pieces, but it, it wouldn't have uh, resolved that problem at that point, which is why we were hiring. And so that's when you said, oh, I've got this full-time offer, like take it. I, I think I said to yeah, you, take yeah. it, take yeah. it, because we couldn't do that. If that's what you need, go take it. Yeah, well, there's that realistic thing of you want to follow your dream, but there is a point where like you still need to put food on the table, you still need to pay bills. And if that dream comes a little later, yeah. like at least you've, you know, you've survived. Mm, you, need, you need things to survive. <laughs> it helps. Like gin. Like gin. Um, <laughs> I think I also, I might have said to you, like work on the skills. Because you've got everything else down pack, work on the skills. If that was a bit further along the lines, it's fine. And then, <laughs> and then uh, you you hung out with us a few times. Yes, I think that was really cool of you guys to offer that from the first place. Like, um, it it um, it opened a place where I could kind of intern in a way. Yeah, and come in very in a very low key way. That was that was I guess the idea is if you wanted to build your experience, and it was an element of like, hey, if you're actually serious about getting better. Mm. The door's open, yeah, and it's up to you. We, we're not going to harass you about coming in. We'll get you know when some stuff's on that's a bit more interesting, mm. but we won't harass you. Um, we're also not going to pay you, but, <laughs> but <laughs> the door is open there, and and you step through, yeah. which which shows which backs up what we thought about your from an attitude point of view. So when 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 you guys did offer those invites to come in, I I love seeing the content that was coming out of out of your channels at that point because. Mm. I think it kind of took a, it, it speed ramped as well. So I, I, kinda, I yeah. got an idea of what, who I didn't know the names back then, but what Sam and Remy and like Josh as well were putting yeah. out. So the level I kind of probably needed to reach mm-hmm. at least um, to be uh, accepting this as a career professionally, um, which helped me do a lot in the back end. Yes. So yep. I just, we saw your content grow because we, we were following on Insta and TikTok and stuff and, and started seeing yours. Oh, yeah send you a couple of messages and bits and pieces and yep. saw your stuff and like, oh, this, this guy's yeah. like, there's a, there's a real serious. Uh, it's, it's all ramping up. Yeah, absolutely. And to, to I guess, to cut, cut a, a 12 month story short, yes. <laughs> um, you then were in a position where you're like, I'm going to go balls deep in this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think you, you told us or you sort of alluded to it and we're like, we're not really in a position to hire someone now, but we will. Yeah. And there's, yeah, we had a, Came in, we had a chat, and we worked out a couple of days would work for you, a couple of days worked for us. Well, that that was on one of those times, just coming along to see what we were doing and hang out. Exactly, yeah. That, I, I that think, was one. Of, I think we'd planned to do a gin shoot, and then that week had just been hectic. And we got to that Friday, and you rocked up, and we went, "Oh yeah, we said we were going to do that." And we well, ended up just sitting around, chilling out, and having a chat. Yeah. And yeah, you you mentioned something, and I was like, "Oh." Let's let's have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. Uh, never again. It felt like I was just hanging out with like-minded, open people. It was, and I first time met Remy and Sam and you in the same context. And so we spoke about video editing a lot, a lot of again common ground. Mm. So it never felt like an odd chore to do. Yeah, it didn't feel like a chore to do. It just uh, it was yeah, yeah, it was fun. Absolutely. And so you've been on board for a few months, and uh, and how how has things gone? Because obviously you you. You, you know, watch these videos on YouTube and you're like, ah, oh, it'd be great storytelling and doing this and making amazing. And then you realize that a huge amount of the industry is advertising, 
Yeah. Yeah, bluntly put, it is some form of advertising or marketing uh, and there's storytelling as well which which rolls into that. But uh, unlike when you just go up to Handoff on a day off, obviously on a public holiday, and make your videos, you got no time frame, you got no agenda, you just go and do your thing. Whereas here, you got to get this this video that you're working on at the moment, it's due, you know, two days. And uh, you had to get it to a point you could hand it over for someone else to finish it up uh, yeah. in the next couple of days. Uh, how does that take away from her? Does it, does it, how, how does it make you feel? How does it affect you? Um, I think the last two and the two and a half, two and a half months here now, uh, one thing I've, has become very clear is structure is very important. Mm. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not just a creative process. It's a, it's a creative process with a direction in it. Yep. It can't just yep. be like, okay, every, every new turn, I'll make a twist mm-hmm. or I'll take my t- time with this middle sequence and stretch it out and come up with a better ending or yep. I can't spend days on one video. Yeah. Uh, basically, um, because we have clients to put content out for we have and i can see this on josh's timeline and i think he has monday <laughs> open right now yeah with a thousand videos just lined up for the next few months mm. so if all of them need to be out at the certain point there needs to be structure so mm. i think that has been the biggest learning over here of how to structure the smallest things folder structure mm. uh, structure of uh like I learned something today this morning is don't just leave everything in the downloads folder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Put it on the NAS. Everybody needs access to this. There's other people depending on this video and mm. you might not be in tomorrow because someone else needs to jump in. Mm. Yeah. And making sure you don't lose a side of the creativity, creativity as well, because I think that is very near and dear as well. Yes. Uh, but getting a combination of those two has been, I think that's what I'm striving to achieve. And I'm, I'm trying to learn this from all, all three of uh, all three of them over here. Yeah. Yeah, and it's been good so far, and I hope I'm doing all right. <laughs> um, have you found that it um, it pushes you into what creative decisions are more important than others? Yes, being on that deadline. Yes, definitely. Yeah, there's no there's no time for okay. Let's play around with this concept. It's like okay, choose. This is how I want to make the audience feel in this given moment, and let's make uh, in, the, in the climax of the moment, and let's uh, direct that whole video in that direction. That mm-hmm. has to be the way. That we had it can't be like oh i want to make this a silly video all of a sudden now no i don't i want them to uh chuckle in like a very dramatic sequence or something yeah yeah so i guess you ask fewer questions when you know the direction yes yeah that's that's good that's a good way to put it i think that it's interesting to see how how creative people um how things change and tweak when you put a dollar value next to every idea and so, yeah, yeah, we can go down that path and do that. But this now has gone from a $300 video to a $1,000 video and we've got a budget of $200. Yeah. Yeah. And That's and, not good. No, that's <laughs> right. And so, so it's very interesting to see, Josh, I don't know when you, you sort of started, sort of I'd started telling you how much these videos were costing to make. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wow, that video. Yeah, it's, you know, you get this it's very different. Creative mm-hmm. idea and you're like, oh, let's go down that. I'm like, yeah, but that's 500 bucks. We yeah. don't have that. And yeah, oh. Yeah, I guess. Well, can we can we still get to the same endpoint? Um, maybe not as cool, but can we still get just can we still get there comfortably? Mm. Yes, we can. Yeah, mm. and you actually you actually in some ways get more creative in a, in in streamlining the result. Even though you're restrained in in that space, I I don't think it holds the two of you from thinking of bizarre ideas. I mean, like you came in yesterday morning with. Three, three amazing ideas. Which <laughs> it's amazing might be very generous. I appreciate it, but uh, I think uh, amazing is the incorrect. What, what would you call them, Josh? 
Um, oh, just about normal. <laughs> about normal for what we do. Uh, yeah, ideas. Ideas. <laughs> yeah, ideas to work on. I think I think constraints are an interesting thing from the creative things. Like if you have no constraints, mm. so often you just end up not doing a whole lot sometimes. Like you don't they're, – they're the projects you don't finish. Yep. Right. Whereas if you've got constraints, be them budgetary or timing or uh, like everything has to be done within this room or we can't hire any gear or wh- whatever it might be, those constraints actually start making you more creative because you have to find ways around problems within those constraints. I actually think that constraints are actually part of the artistic process. 100%. I very, yeah. I very much agree because a story is a solution to a problem. Mm. Right, like any any story that we they talk about is you have a conflict, you have to resolve it, you come to a cons- uh, the end. So if you if you're putting constraints the whole um, the entire time, mm. you have to come up with a solution. I'm here two days a week, for example, and if Josh tells me these are the videos I needed to work on, and in my head from A to Z, from the beginning till the end, I I want to get those videos out. Yep. And I got to analyze the pace of it. I need to think yeah. about how much time you need to invest in per video and all of that. So. Yeah, I definitely agree that constraints is probably a necessary, a necessary evil to just make you a little more creative. Yeah, I think that's good. One, one of your big strengths that you talked on, um, we've, we've you know certainly identified very early on, is that storytelling is one of your your passions. The the editing. For, tell me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. your the editing and the the videography and all that sort of is is the mechanism for the storytelling. The storytelling is actually where you're most passionate about yeah would that be fair oh that'd be super fair yeah. yeah um and again that's one of the things i've only come to a firm conclusion after joining here the gear is amazing there's technology available now that i wouldn't even understand like i can't even comprehend sometimes what sam and josh are talking about <laughs> i'm like okay wow you mean good looking footage right yeah <laughs> i think for yeah for storytelling is still king um, mm. This is probably where the whole Casey's uh, influence comes in. He sure. he mentioned st- story is king, and I I couldn't unsee it from there. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting to see we we yeah certainly utilize that that strength that you bring to the team in videos, and and rather than just being like a you know uh, we'll want to talk about this, we'll sit down with you and actually analyze it from a story perspective. Are we hitting the points that we need to for a story? And those videos, one I think they're better videos. And two, there's so much easier to make yeah. because you've got so much more direction in how you're doing it. Yeah, and even giving you like this latest hero project you've been working on, you've just been dumped a whole stack of footage of, of an event that happened. It's a more documentary. Mm. But you've been able to pull out the story that happened. Now there's a fairly linear story. It's say a capture the flag type nerf battle where here's the parameter, here's a setup. This is the, the two teams, this is the rules, this is the et cetera, et cetera. And then everything plays out and here's a resolution, this team won. Yes. Right? So there's there's a very basic story going on there, but you've been able to actually tell that story in the multiple rounds that played out through this video. And it's, it's really cool to see. Yeah. Um, and so. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just going to ignore that. That's a new sound. That's a, that's a new sound. It's not a Never heard phone. that one before. Okay. <laughs> so. Speaking of storytelling, and and one of the little segments we we like to play here is like, if if this person or this company worked with us, what would we do? So mm-hmm. we're going to bring you into this now. I know that you you seem to really enjoy travel. Yep. And a lot of your personal vlogs and videos and stuff are going places and doing things. Yep. So I thought, and of course, yeah, if you're 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 an international gentleman, uh, and so. I thought it'd be interesting to 
to choose a small town mm. just outside of Adelaide. So we're talking within within a hundred kilometers, you know. So a, a, a nice day trip, comfortable mm. day trip. How would you get international guests to your small town? Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. This is the that's the premise. So you're you're the the I don't know if you're the mayor of the town. You're the you're a friend of the mayor, and they they look they've come to you for some help. Come to us for some help of how they can boost. You know their reputation in the town mm-hmm. uh, with particularly international guests, but local as well. But international is the one that I, I'd be interested. This is very this is very niche, but yeah. uh, I thought it, it it suited because I know you get around to a lot of small towns. Yeah, and I'm curious as to what what attracts you to them and and how could how would you advise them on doing that better? So Josh, if we'll kick off with yeah. you, not to throw a hook straight under it. I think your first first step is to is identifying. What makes your town special? Okay. What What are the things that you're coming to this? I think we should choose a town. Well, you've 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 been to a bunch in recent times. Mm-hmm. Let's just choose one. What was one of your favourites that you think would be a good good setup for this? I'm gonna just say Aaron Bay in my. That's the name that comes to my head right now. Aaron Bay. Aaron Bay. Never yeah. heard of it. Where is Aaron Bay? It's tiny. Okay. Wow. Let's come. Okay, we've gone very. What, what is the What is the town of Aaron Bay like? What's around it? It's It's okay. It's a coastal town. Okay. Uh, it's go yep. one jetty. It's a very small town. Where's it near? Uh, it's on the way to Port Lincoln. On the way to Port Lincoln. How do I spell that? Right. Give me one sec. Uh, Aaron Bay? Am I spelling? Am I naming it right? Aaron Bay. I think so. I'll be funny. Though. I've looked it up and it's come up with Athens International Airport. That's so right. yes. I don't think that's it. <laughs> Is it before or after Port Lincoln? It's before. Before. Arno Bay? Where? Is it Arno? Arno Bay. Arno Bay. It would be Arno Bay. It must oh. be Arno Bay. Yeah, it's Arno Bay. It's closing up. <laughs> I'm not from around here. Let me play my cart. <laughs> Arno Bay is not really a town, though. What would you call Arno Bay? I would call Arno I'd Bay. I'd call it a bay without looking it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Why? Why, uh, Rusty? <laughs> what made you Pretty call sure that? that's just a jetty, a yeah. servo, and a small shop. No, I disagree with you, Josh. There is a town. No. There is a yacht club in this little town. There Sweet. is a... Uh, a sunset drive. There is a caravan park. There's a public toilet. There's a hotel. <laughs> there's a jetty cafe, uh, and then and this is all like on the on the beach on the bay here. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, that's a gorgeous little bay actually. And then there's a little town which is uh, about twelve, uh, yeah, twelve blocks, uh, and it has uh, cabins, cottages, uh, transport company, St John's ambulance volunteers. That's good uh, to know. Recycling depot. Uh, there is uh, some sort of industry there. Some sort. Of, oh, it's a um, silo. So how, how far is Arno Bay from Adelaide? Probably further than, than what we were talking about. Uh, it's two, over two hours away. Oh wow. Okay. But um, let's move it. <laughs> it <laughs> let's, has. Let's move moved. it to a seventy k's away. Okay. So so we're under an hour drive to get to Arno Bay. So Josh, Arno Bay, it's your job to put them on the world stage, mate. What are you going to do? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's thrown me because I've also travelled and um, I've always just driven past it. I've stopped in once and gone, yeah, no, this isn't the place for me and just moved on to Port Lincoln. Yep. Mm. That's why the mayor got in touch with you. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Everyone's doing that. So what would change change your behaviour? Rahul, you've you've been there before. So tell us some of the highlights about it and what what would you focus on? Okay, so – I can kind of just go off my experience. We mm. kept it as a stopover destination. Mm-hmm. So something that's 
good enough to rest at mm -hmm. and vis visit one particular or two attractions perhaps yeah have some coffee food and then make your way to the bigger place so knowing what your strength is and where you lie comparative to the people around you yeah. I guess, or the places around you sorry yeah um, so yeah knowing that you fall in air peninsula but port lincoln's just a few hours drive away mm -hmm. um yeah, so keeping, I think playing to that would be very important. Yep, that would be good. So, so how does that play out in, okay. in some form of, uh, of of marketing or social media or something like that? I've got an idea. I've got an idea because I know you guys are struggling a little bit at the moment. This Go is for a gold. niche one. All right. So I would work with the the cafe, the local cafe, and the the hotel. It would look like there was only a, a pub and a, and a cafe. Mm -hmm. And would my goal would be to to create a product that is the reason you stop in Arno Bay overnight. I'm 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 with you. I think the the destination is the like the, it's not the destination. It's on the way to somewhere, mm. right? Or it's the quick little day trip out for a night from Adelaide, right? Whether it's seventy k's or two hundred k's depends on which, which where we've moved it to, but um, it's the it's the overnight the one nighter type thing, right? You're not going to go hang out in Arno Bay for a week, right? Mm. Unless you trying to get away from everything. But if you're if you're traveling. Or unless uh, you're catching fish because it's a fishing town. It is a fishing town. So this is where this is where the product I'm thinking of would be great. Uh, seafood sauce. Oh, yeah. You make a signature seafood sauce that is like on the 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 main dish at the hotel and also on the main dish at the cafe. These they're, they're not necessarily competing with each other. They're, they're highlighting this product which is produced locally. Mm -hmm. And if you can, you know, and, and the, so the media program would build around is around this source. In, in I'd actually promote the product yep. to promote the town. And so that your, your, your reason for choosing Arno Bay rather than the three or four other places that are within the, the 20 minutes of, of there is because you have to go there to the cafe and, and get some of this sauce. Yep. And and they do you know, the garlic prawns or they do whatever it is. And so you've got food you can talk about and, and that's the big thing. And of course, there's fishing. It's all fresh. It's local. It's caught close by. It's all that sort of gear. You can have a go yourself uh, and, and – but you've got to you've got to get there because of this source. Yep. Of course, you can pick up some bottles, and maybe then you know, maybe they actually can sell that sort of thing. But I think focusing it around a product um, as to be the reason, and this is not unheard of. You know, the, the, there are places you go to try specific products. I mean, that one of the most famous ones is Guinness. Yep. You know, like we can all go down to a local pub and go to Guinness, but. We all want to go to Ireland and go to the Guinness factory. And yeah. Josh doesn't drink beer at all and would still go but, and yeah. still have a Guinness. And because you learn to pour and it's the experience built around the product. Now, that's a huge product, right? But but the the place where Guinness is is not anything particularly fancy. But you, we're going to go there, right? And, yeah. and um, there's, you know, you talk about Ferrari, going to Ferrari because of the product. Now, you're going to go stay in Mar Marinello is where they yep. – or is that where their track is? Uh, no, they're that's pretty sure they're, they're Marinello. Right, so that's that's a reason. Why else are you going to Marinello? No reason. Ferrari, that's it. it. To see to see a product. Now these are top end examples. Yep. Uh, and Arno Bay is probably not, you know, starting to build Bugattis or something. But um, if all you're trying to do is you're trying to compete against the other three or four towns around you, and and you know, it looks like a nice town, it's a nice beach and all that sort of gear. So I think I, I would I would look down the product path, okay. and work with the the local. Hospitality trade and and try and build something local around that reason. Yeah. So promote promote their local restaurants and hospitality industry, so people have a point of 
point of not contact, point of visit. Well, uh, yeah, point of visit. Yeah. But you, you, Arno Bay becomes known because of the seafood sauce, the signature seafood sauce they have there. Yep. See, yeah. See, I, I like the idea behind that as well because if you have that seafood sauce that's just a sauce on its own, mm. that's then getting in those people that are coming. You're coming to fish. You're coming to all that stuff, and it's like, no, nah, I can't leave without without oh, going gonna... and getting that sauce mm. to have with the fish that I caught. Or you're driving through to Port Lincoln and you go, nah, I want that sauce. I've got to stop in there. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have lunch at Arno Bay because we've got to get some of that sauce. Yeah, yeah I've seen that sauce all over TikTok. I've seen, yeah, like that, <laughs> this is what I'm, your, your marketing for the town is actually marketing a product. That, mm. that represents a town, and that's yeah. that's. Yeah, I guess that's my that's my angle. My, no. my second prong to that would also be the history, because there's been my quick read on the town. Yep. They've been, there's been stuff happening there since the 1800s. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of mining stuff. There's a lot of been a um, lot of stuff produced and sent out of there. Yep. There's diving into that. Hey, come and come and look at these key things that we've got in the area, because that that's a big thing for sort of the grey nomads and all that that travel the country all the way around. Mm-hmm. Of oh yeah, I, I really like. I want to go check that out. So pushing that out there for like, hey, we used to do some stuff back in the day. We've still got all these relics sitting there. You can come check this out. You can check this out. You can check this out. So it's keeping to keeping to the DNA of the place and kind of highlighting that and running off of that. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's basically a brand in a way. It's something that big towns do really well. Mm. Is they have their key things that they were known for, and while you, while you're there, you go and check them out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna build on mine a little bit while you think of yours, Rahul. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, is that you would make sure that source is in Port Lincoln. If we're leaving it where it is, a couple hundred k's away, you would make sure that source was being served in the uh, in the pubs and stuff at Port Lincoln. Yeah. Because people who have missed Arno Bay on the way through mm-hmm. get to Port Lincoln, they go to the pub and they're like, uh, yeah, and, and the signature Arno, Arno Bay source. And they ask, oh, what's, you know, this sauce is really good. Mm-hmm. And the waiter's like, oh, yeah, they're, they're, you know, if you're heading back to Adelaide, go drop in and get some bottles. Like, you know, that's, yeah. you've got this additional sort of, uh, you know, if you missed it on the way over, you'll catch it on the way back. Yeah. And it could even be taglines along those lines. But if you if you have your product into those hotels that people are going to be eating at when they get to that, what what is their destination, they're going to stop past because they're going to be coming through, stop past in there. So if you miss them, if, if you weren't, aware of them, it's a second opportunity to to market to these people who are going to have to drive past. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would also kind of lean on the Airbnb aspect of it. If, if you have a lot of people coming, driving from Adelaide or from wherever mm-hmm. to another destination, and that's going to be a stopover for sure, and they're going to check out this sauce, yep. um, having a rest for a day and then traveling for to your main destination is not a bad idea as well. So maybe getting in touch with a lot more people around who are open to renting out their houses. There's a lot of people who own property in smaller towns yep. and only visit them every now and then for yes. like for their own holidays. So leaning into that and asking them to open it to Airbnbs perhaps. So how do you how do you bring that out to the to the market? Mm. Because obviously Airbnb is really common. But we're looking for ways that we can do and and so mm. perhaps as a and I haven't seen this as a town. You do the like um, real estatey type tour of the house, or not just on Airbnb, but you're like, hey, you can check out this house, uh, you know, in our town on on the the Arno Bay TikTok account, and you're actually breaking down all the different accommodation. So you're going through short videos of the actual Airbnbs mm. that you're talking about, yep. um, rather than just being like, hey, if you need a place to stay, like. You can look up Airbnbs and you'll find us. And people people won't 
they, they want to see a house. Be like, I want to stay there. Look at that view. Yeah, yeah. yeah that that is very popular on on TikTok as well. Mm. Of you follow travel pages and there's the spot places that you see and you go. I want to stop. Like, I want to stay at this place, creating that demand for it of you're right on the beachfront. The jetty's literally right there. Yeah. It's a two minute walk for you. And you go, yeah, no, nah, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> like I'm going to Port Lincoln and I'm staying here for a night or two. We, yeah. We're staying. So I follow a, a lady in Vegas who, because uh, we, we go to Vegas every year for a conference and, and we always check on her um, TikTok to see which hotels are worth booking, which ones aren't. Uh, and, and so I save a lot of I've got a whole stack to uh, to show you. Sent you a few, uh, Josh. But um, uh, today I saw one about a, a pinball museum that we're going to over there. Uh, yes. And so, so you know, you really like this person following there, but I'm learning so much about And I've been to Vegas four times. This time around, or actually last time because I was following her at this point, I saw so much more of Vegas because I knew where to go and I made the most of it. I have to go there for work anyway. May as well actually – enjoy it a lot more and get to know the places. So yeah. That's, yeah. that's also an aspect that you can tap into other creators that are traveling around and people that create this kind of content. So it's, it's actually, it's a little, little bit of less of a burden for you because you don't have to create it, but you go, Hey, mm-hmm. come and come and stay here. You create it. We'll share it with you and all that. And it's, you're tapping into a market that's already there. Mm. Yeah. You've already got the followers. You're not having to, having to grow. You just, Oh, cool. Here yep. you go. Help us right. grow. So Airbnb tours, uh, secret sauce and the history of the place is our is our yep. three sort of uh, angles that we're going to suggest for Arno Bay. I think that my, could be the title of this podcast. My extra question on top of that though oh, look is out. Here we go. for someone that is wanting to do it, how do you practically implement some of those things? Like what's your practical steps to getting that content out? We we talked about the the Airbnb one, making, yep. making videos, Tapping into that sort of thing. Uh, I guess – from a from a product point of view, I mean, there, there's so many options with that, and so uh, referred to it being all over TikTok because that is the place that you can easily get your organic at the moment. Yeah, uh, and then also from the social media, showing the the would spend time in the restaurants and stuff, showing the dishes that are being served to, to create that desire through photos, through videos, sort of really almost internally for the town, uh, putting their own travel vlog in one location up. Uh, was probably the angle I'd, I'd be looking at it. Because what, what about history? History? Well, that's more along the same lines, I guess. Is oh, get, what a, what get, a cop no, out! No, no, it is a cop what out. A, <laughs> <laughs> running off the back of my brilliance. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyway, all right. Very good. good. Very good. Well, thanks for taking part in that experiment, Rahul. Oh, it's thanks. always uh, an interesting thing. And uh, where are you off to next? Where's your next journey? Or do you not decide that early? You just go. We kind of wing it. No, just kidding. We've we've got uh, the in-laws in town now. Mm-hmm. So we've been exploring Adelaide locally. So oh, showing okay. them all the hiking spots, Handorf. Um, only but, on public holidays. <laughs> but only on public holidays. Yeah. Uh, but I think like, the goal is to take them to Kangaroo Island because I haven't been there myself as oh, well. Okay. So it could be a collaborative and everybody yeah. kind of enjoys a new view. Good idea. Yeah. Kangaroo Island is beautiful. Good idea. Yeah. All right. Well, f- uh, enjoy your trip to uh, KI whenever it happens. You guys Josh. enjoy your trip to America. Oh, yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Well, yes. Well, we'll probably do. by the time this has gone out, we've been back. We'll, we've we'll gone been back. back so. so how was the trip? It was great. It was uh, It was busy. <laughs> <laughs> you look very tired. <laughs> I am very tired. I haven't slept for weeks. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, we will catch you guys in the next episode.